Blackrock Broadcasting presents Outwit, Outplay, Outpodcast. Welcome to Outwit, Outplay, Outpodcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Tim. And we're We're Survivor Superfans. So drop your buffs. Turn on your TV because US Survivor is back. And this podcast is on. Yes, we did it. It was classic. It was everything that we needed. It was like an icy pole on a summer's day where you're like, this isn't necessarily what I want. It's just what I need to get through for the rest of the day. It was like watching an old movie, you know. It might not be winning any Oscars these days, but... It's entertaining and it's good at what it is, you know, at its core, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. I'm Tim. And I'm Chelsea. And this week's tea story is a bit of a funny one. So we are currently recording this at uh, Chelsea's parents' place. My childhood home where I grew up. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Currently sitting in her childhood bedroom. And, you know, we we had a couple of drinks. And, um, and Chelsea's mum comes up and was like, I've, I've, I'm, we're watching Survivor because we're watching it a little later because we, we were doing things. We were busy. And and she comes up with her teas and she's like, it's it's the magic tea circle. It's tea roulette. <laughs> I should mention that mum is a big, big fan of the podcast. So <laughs> she was just really excited to be making us the infamous or maybe just flat out famous teas. <laughs> it is interesting because she gave this to us as we started watching the episode. So these are about 45 minutes uh, cold. So I don't know Funny if the heat... enough, mine's not too cold. Yeah, like it is still, there's a bit of warmth radiating through the Adair's cup. Adair's cup, solid stuff. Good stuff. All right. So <laughs> Is that our sponsor of the episode? Our sponsor Adair's? of the episode is Adair's or Guess the Flavor Tea. So we don't even know what tea Chelsea's mum has in I stock. I mean, look... Like usual, I'm just amazing at this, and mm-hmm. I know what this is just by smelling it. What is it? It's definitely lemon and ginger. Really? 100%. I reckon she made that one for me because I'm almost guaranteeing you this one is peppermint. The question is... 100%. Can I slurp this loud enough that the microphone picks it up? Skip ahead if you don't like weird ASMR. <laughs> We will only know once we start editing this episode whether that was loud enough, but we (laughs) shall see. Alright, so, this episode, look, it had a little taste of everything. Unlike last week where I was like, oh, we just went straight into strategy and we stayed there for the whole episode. We didn't get that kind of choppy, changey kind of thing. This episode, we really did get everything. We got the post-tribal, we got the pre-challenge, we got the reward challenge, we got the reward, we got back at camp, we got an individual challenge, we got strategy back at camp, we got all of tribal, we got a bit of everything this episode. It was probably like, you know, a strategy knowing that we didn't get everything last episode. We got everything in a whole other sense of the word. But mm-hmm. oh, it was awesome, and and yeah, so like I guess we pick up and like Yas is just like, yeah, 
I made some mistakes. I know. Can, I was can you work so with me? nervous in the previously on Survivor when they just showed like a sequence of Evie betraying Xander and things. I was like, oh no, are they setting us up for Evie's demise? I was so scared. Yeah, look, at the moment, Evie is in such a like precarious position that literally anything they do, I'm just like, I, I don't trust that I this know. is going to play but out But then very again... Well. Tim and I freaking out that Evie's going to go home. You could say that that was so last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to put it on the record now. I, I like, I, I picked Evie. But up until sort of the last episode and maybe this episode as well, I don't necessarily know if I wanted Evie to win. Mm-hmm. Yes, I picked them. But I don't, I don't know if they were really who I was backing in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm changing. I'm like... I actually really do want Evie to win. I know. Such I know, they're an underdog such story. a great game. I mean, it was interesting to watch because I think with this new sort of, I guess, um, what's the word? Like convention. This new convention of this season of the flashbacks and the things like that. Mm. I was watching it and I was watching Yasa, all of the members of Yasa kind of just pulling at little threads and things like that. I think it was Evie who called it the relationship recovery tour. Maybe it wasn't Evie. Somebody called it a relationship recovery tour. And I was like, it's just a brilliant way to put it. And, you know, and then there was Liana doing damage control all over the place or maybe trying to, I don't know. It was just, it was a, a weird gooey think... mix of weirdness back in Liana at the thinks start. she's playing a better game than she is. Yeah. Because unfortunately, mean... Shan is just beating her in almost every aspect to the point where if Liana's made some bad relationships... Seems like Shan's just like, nah, I'm just going to make some worse relationships. Then again, I think Shan's downfall, or maybe it'll never get to the downfall. Maybe Shan will win before this downfall comes. But I just think Shan is just trying so hard to make sure she has no enemies. Like, she's just, she can't deal with someone being, not liking her or someone being mad at her. She just really struggles with that concept. Yeah, well, it goes to yeah. her profession, like being a pastor. Like, people come to her and confide in her. She's like, no one's angry at a pastor. I know. Really, are they? But wow. Yas is I just mean, going all over the place. Like, <laughs> debatable, I suppose. But, you <laughs> Tiffany know. is just like scrambling, like a scrambled eggy with a little bit of parsley on top. Look, Charles, you've come up with some funny <laughs> phrases. That is like Shan trying to be like, I'm just like the phrase person. Like, I'm just going to say a phrase. You've come up with better phrases than that. I mean, that one was pretty improvised, I have to admit. Do are you have... saying you write down the phrases that you are then saying on the podcast? As no, if you're I'm saying that they them? actually are improvised. I, I just write okay. names. Okay, okay. <laughs> I wrote that, that, for example, that note was Tiffany is scrambling. And then I added the scrambled eggy bit. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Interesting stuff. Tiffany is scrambling. They're all scrambling. And it's... It's an interesting sort of vibe when teams or, or just players scramble because it, it's like, are they really on the bottom or are they just making more damage by just reliving the events? I know. The weird thing was is that following that vote, they actually had the ability to come together as a tribe and use that power to own that vote. And I kind of thought what was interesting is that they chose to kind of beg rather than coming together as a united group. I know that it was complicated to do that because that united group was so much smaller than the majority. Mm. So, you know, it's much it's much more complicated than what I'm just yeah. saying. But yeah. It's really interesting because, yeah, like if they came together as a four, if Liana was like, oh, I actually want to work with you guys, then they could have got Shan and Ricard in and then it's a 6v5 and suddenly they're in the majority. Uh, majority. 
And it, it's kind of interesting because we are in this really like voting block thing where it's like every week, I don't know who's really going to be aligned with each other. And yeah, and it makes the reward challenges pretty interesting because it does get that divide, which was a, such a big thing this episode. This reward challenge was... A nail biter because we're watching Xander not find <laughs> yeah, an yeah, advantage. Yeah. yeah, don't get mistaken. I couldn't have caught, cared less who lost or won that reward challenge. All that mattered was if Xander was going to find the advantage or not. I know. And then it was kind of funny because I think Jeff said something along the lines of someone said something along the lines of like, even getting here is a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought yeah. it was kind of funny because Jeff was like standing on the little island with sit-out bench and then went... Oh, the boats are coming in. And then it cut away and cut back and Jeff was on the other platform. Oh, yeah. You don't know how long that, you don't know how long that would have been. All, we all but know that. But before Xander sits on the uh, sit-out bench, he pulls a little bit of a, a bit of a classic Survivor thing. It, it's happened one season. It happened like every challenge where someone just nominated themselves literally to replace someone it's that like, was going into like a negative situation and Xander does it in this sense to be the the hero. It's you, like hero question mark. Yeah, it is because all it does is make you look like a hero and everyone's playing the game. No one's there going, "Oh, Xander, what a nice guy." Everyone's thinking, standing there going, "Oh no. Xander's just done a great move for the <sighs> jury. I'm let's get him out." <laughs> and I just don't see and you said as you were watching He's already seen the advantage. I thought they were going to flash back to it. I thought that when he volunteered that he'd seen it. And then I noticed him looking and I was like, there's no way they're not going to flash back to this. And then they didn't show us, they didn't show whether he got it or not. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, they're so doing a flashback. And then Jeff was just like, oh, no, he didn't get it. Bad luck. But then (laughs) in this challenge, one of my favorite things was in old school outwit, outplay, outpodcast fashion. There was a dive and there was the Lord, the Messiah of all ballywhackers. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a local reference there to a Lennon Woodley TV show. But if you got it, you got it. And the best part about this, Charles, is that you are saying an old school out without play out podcast reference as if this isn't our eighth episode <laughs> ever you know i don't think we can go to old school yet the, you I know th- like we're so experienced we are experienced we are blackrock broadcasting now has four podcasts <laughs> on it check it out shameless. all links below absolutely shameless you know the best part about being shameless chelsea I'm nothing. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh God, okay, so this challenge ended. Evie whipped out some epic survivor knowledge, being that they owned this challenge because they had watched it before and had the confidence that they knew how to do it because of seeing it previously. Yeah, Pretty and amazing. from Edge of Extinction Very as well. Very this year. It was great. <laughs> Not a good season to remember things. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched Edge of Extinction and I'm like, I know the winner. Yeah. That's about it. Look, every so often I sort of... Um, I just kind of shamelessly write down tips for when I'm on Survivor one day. Interesting. And I know that I know that 
you know, you only get one item, but I've actually many times considered that my one item to bring to the island would be, I would bring a notepad and pen because if I had a notepad, I could jot down not only my tactics pre-game, but I could actually, as I'm playing, every time I make a great move, every time I contribute to my resume, I could write that down in a notepad and say I make it to the end, say I make it to Final Tribal Council, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could consult my notepad and I have an encyclopedia of every move I've made that in the game. That is a dangerous My malnourished brain. Because normally, like, the malnourished brain struggles to think back and remember everything you've done. And at home, you watch fi- Final Tribal Council and all you're thinking is, oh, mention this, mention that. No one will be saying that to me because I'd just be mentioning it because I have no it all written down. No one would be saying that to you because they would have gone through your bag and been like, oh, she's just going to mention all these <laughs> moves. You know, let's steal a note. But... Because you can steal, like, personal items. The thing that I wrote after watching this challenge as my tip for when I go on Survivor is look and then look harder for advantages. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, the um, the reward went out. We went back to camp um, once cheats. again. Not a great, not a great reward. All I thought of is the fact that Tim Tim really likes toasted sandwiches or grilled mm, mm-hmm. sandwiches. I think they call them in the US. Yep, 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 yep. But does refuses to eat un. Oh yeah, no. To the sandwiches. point where if someone gave me a a cheese sandwich, just a plain cheese sandwich. Not toasted. I'd be like, get that away from me. I don't even want to smell that. <laughs> Put it into you a can't toaster. Smell it. Put it into a, a sandwich press. That's the greatest meal I've ever had in my Whereas entire life. I don't like. I I have to have at least some tomato if I'm gonna cook it. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. But also, <laughs> grilled right. cheese sandwich. Really, that's the reward. <laughs> I don't know. And it created such a divide. I know the, the chips, though. The chips looked nice. But they didn't or the know crisps, they had chips. If you're in the UK, the losing team didn't know they had chips. Like they were like, oh, I can't believe they're going off to eat some cheese and <laughs> so bread. So when we went back to camp, I low key loved it when Erica was talking about how she manifested the reward. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Look, I actually felt kind of confident because as soon as we got to the sort of reward slash back to camp to and fro, um, they were immediately talking about getting Evie out. And I think I sort of relaxed a bit because I went, oh, no. So early. Yeah, it's really early in the episode. So, Charles, does that mean that uh, you are now on Evie? You're like, I kind of want Evie to win. Oh, of course I am. Of course I am. Interesting. I really like Evie. So and Erica's I have still your front one. runner at heart? Well, Erica was my pick, you know, and I have my favourites. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Nasir as well. I love Evie. You've got your favourite mm-hmm. characters. Like, well, no longer Shan. Very interesting. Shan has Shan never been like. frustrated. I know. Every I know. Every time something doesn't go away, she just sparks up. And because, like, she's so engaging as, like, TV. She just gets so much content. I know, I know. And it, the thing is, is that, as I said, like, she's really, she really wants everyone to really like her. She knows how good she is with her words. And that's a huge benefit. But the one thing that's bad about that is that she's also really, really overly aware when she stuffs up. And so she got in a bit of a bad mood. Obviously, she's really malnourished and she really wanted to eat. She really, really was not happy with Ricard for eating a bit of papaya. <laughs> Look, probably a really dumb move from Ricard, but also like, oh, no, it'd be fantastic easy to move. do. It'd be easy to do to just fantastic be like, move because yeah. it makes Evie look way better. <laughs> fantastic stuff. Keep but doing that. There Ricard. was a bit of old school dynamic, which was kind of fine in terms of like 
you know, you ate some food. You could mm. like people this being year, able to like providing <laughs> for the tribe. I haven't heard providing for the tribe as a reason to keep someone. But people since being like literally. Rupert. I mean, in reality, not so much. But for the purpose of the sentiment, literally being on the chopping block for eating a little bit of papaya. It's very old school. It was kind of a bit of fun to have that yeah, for a good moment. Yeah, stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was such a divide of this like. And then they wanted Evie, and yeah, it was almost too early in the episode for mm. Evie to really be in trouble. And and yeah, especially because we'd also seen the previously for like last week, like oh, sorry, the the next time on Survivor, we kind of knew there was like heaps of names getting thrown out. And we knew it was going to be a little bit of a silly Billy, silly snakes town time. <laughs> Bringing back, bringing back some out with out play out podcast old school phrases, also known as last week you said that same thing. I know, and I we know. we went to the immunity. The individual immunity challenge where they firstly had the option to opt out, opt out for a single portion of rice mm-hmm. and they secondly uh, could offer up a certain amount of people uh, to... To kind of go in with this all-in or all-out situation. So they could opt up. It ended up to be five after they uh, did a bit of bartering with Jeff. They offered up five people to then get a huge bag of rice, which ended up to be four. But really actually showed how malnourished they must be. Because usually that kind of reward when there's a bit of temptation, it's usually like a platter of burgers, beers. steaks. Whereas this, it was a massive sheet of a table and it's just like... One cup of rice. I know, I know. <laughs> Nasir, always the hero. Of course he stepped up. Even though he said that he's practiced this challenge yeah. at home. And was like, I could win this. I would have won this, was his words. Incredible, confident, so, so confident. And as soon as Nasir and Xander both stepped out, I was like, okay, here we I go, know. here we go. And then the challenge was between in the mm. end. Evie and Heather. Which which... is very interesting, but one last point. Out of the four people that sat out, three of them had idols. And the other was Ricard, who felt obliged to because he was the fourth one. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. They're like, oh, I'll sacrifice my immunity. They were the only ones that were safe. They're playing the hero, but it's like, you know, what like are they you weren't going to go, if their name even got thrown out, they knew 100% mm-hmm. that they no way were going to go home. Yeah, it was some really good editing in that challenge. I, as much as I knew deep down in my heart that like, you know, if they knew Heather was going to win one of the very first individual immunities, they would have given her more screen time from the get-go. So quietly, (laughs) like deep down, I knew that probably Heather wasn't going to win, but the editing was quite good. I was fooled. I did. I didn't, I wasn't convinced that Evie would win that challenge. I think it's because we just both knew that if Eddie, Evie didn't win this, (laughs) they were going to go home. My favorite, my favorite note of the day. I think this should be a new segment. When Chelsea's looking at her notes, what is her note of the day that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I clearly was trying to write something about the music and I just wrote, do, 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 do. <laughs> Tim, look at this note and read this out for our listeners. Do, 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 do. Nice. <laughs> I 
turn nice, to women. Nice, good stuff. Look, let's play a game this week. If you know what that means, if you know what music I'm talking about, it was involved in this individual mm. immunity the challenge. The note above it is, is Heather going to win? So there must be the final two. Yeah, it's definitely final two. Doo, and doo, I doo, wrote doo-doo. Do-do. Email us in, or let us know. Or do, 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 do. And we're going to put a poll on our socials um, about whether we're going to keep this segment of Chelsea disrupting our flow and, <laughs> and being like, look at this note that I didn't write properly. <laughs> so the challenge ends. We head back to camp. Liana still has baggage. We're terrified that Nasir is going home. There's just a lot happening. We're just wondering, that is the big question, is Yasa really divided? Mm-hmm. And the answer was yes. <laughs> yes almost, yeah, it was. Almost immediately. Almost <laughs> was, immediately. Yes. Shan got a lot of screen time once again, which, which I'm getting a little sick of, if I'm being perfectly honest. I would like to get someone else's flow and, and sort of headspace. Yeah. Look, I think like Shan is, as I said, such a good speaker and I can absolutely see why she's getting so much screen time. I'm just really waiting for everyone to realise how good of a speaker Shan is. I mean, I was... Yeah, well, that bit yeah, when Shan was talking, week. I was like, I can't remember the story, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, as a pastor, I'm in a room and I've got people from different walks of life who've had different experiences and it's about bringing them in and being like, my way is the best way. And I was like, God, that's good survivor, but it's a little bit terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting. And she sort of talked about a tribal, just sort of jumping ahead, how she's got to like make people feel like they're heard and listened. And I'm like, I feel like you're just saying all the wrong things right now. So they've got this alliance of people of color, which is pretty amazing that there's, you know, this is happening. And, um, and Sean and Deshaun was sort of at, at, at heads this episode because, uh, Deshaun wasn't really getting heard. And Shan was saying it sort of in this way that like was saying, oh, but like his opinion, like whatever, I've just got to say what he wants to hear. And I'm like, if you really understood what he actually wanted to hear, you're saying everything wrong right now. It's that classic thing of like, often people who think they're really intuitive and think they're really good at reading people miss things because they're mm. sort of too wrapped up in their head. It's kind of like, you got to be in the moment. I don't know. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe, maybe Nasir wasn't the best person to like aim for, but like, at least like tease the idea and don't just be like, Deshaun, no, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. Let's do this. Because... Literally an hour earlier, you wanted someone else to go out, Shan. Mm -hmm. So you're changing your mind already. And you know what? For the first time ever, we're going to say it together. Hopefully we're thinking of the same thing. We heard Heather's voice. Oh, we said it. Yeah. Yeah. We we heard Heather's voice for the first time. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say Heather speaks. Let's let's make an excited noise together on three. One, two, three. Yay! (laughs) We heard Heather. She spoke. And spoke too much, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) No, she was actually pretty smart. It was kind of like, I don't know, it's this weird thing. We haven't, I think there's just been so many amazing contestants this season that there hasn't been room for Heather's insight. There's never room for a Heather. (laughs) No, I actually think Heather's not too bad, but we haven't really seen anything. No, no, I'm not going to let this slide. You don't think Heather's too bad. I just think we haven't Before, seen enough of Heather. This is the eighth episode. She's had one sequence, and the only reason she got that <laughs> is because she was so bad in a challenge that they couldn't not put it in. What do you mean, so bad? She almost won. 
what? No, I'm talking about like episode four or three or whatever, where she like literally couldn't even compete over one part oh, bump beam. That was one challenge. That's the only other time she's ever been I know, mentioned. I know, but I don't think that that is because Heather's necessarily bad. I think it's because everyone else <laughs> Look, is so good. All I'm saying, I'm not saying is that Heather's the next. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is that online, Heather's edit has been ridiculed, has been mocked. But my lord, if you look up last week and Heather with some memes, you will find some of the greatest moments in Survivor history. The best tweets last week were about Heather. (laughs) It's so funny. It's (laughs) so funny. On the note of Heather, we hit tribal. Council? Are you waiting for me to say it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, Tribal's a traditional season 41. You know, we're going in and everyone's just like, oh, I don't trust them, I don't trust you or whatever. And Deshaun's like, Shane, listen to me. Uh, but the only real moment that truly, truly matters is when Heather steps up <laughs> and says, I've got a plan. I know, I know. <laughs> and watching it too as well, like, there could have been so much more happening that just wasn't. I, like, because watching it, Yasa was so divided. Everyone was like, we're individual. And I was just waiting. I was like, where's the flashback that's saying that they're just pretending to be separate? Oh, no, they're long it gone. It never happened. No, they're long no, gone. That's never, that, they're gone. They're gone. And Heather's just like, let's get out and see it. <laughs> when, Heather, like, oh, when Heather, Heather what stood doing? up in that moment, oh. all I thought was that for that brief moment... Heather had the same charm as Nasir, just like really happy to be there. Oh, her kids would have loved that moment because they're watching their mum on TV and she's literally had two seconds of screen time. Honestly, when her when she started speaking, I like grabbed your leg because I'm like, I don't even know who's speaking right <laughs> now because I don't recognise this voice. She is so miraculously not doing anything that the fact that she did something, it's almost commendable. It's like, wow. This is this is crazy, crazy stuff. And almost voted herself out in doing so. She almost dug her own grave. It's like <laughs> it's like she got, you know, she got a little garden, like, you know, little mini garden shovel out and started digging her own grave and then went, Oh, I just need a bigger shovel for this. This can wait for another week, you know? Yeah. It was yeah, just... good analogy. <laughs> Did you write that one down or you came up with that no, as well? No, I didn't. This time again I wrote Heather digs her own grave. Interesting. So you're working from your notes. I'm working from my notes. Okay. I'm going with the flow. I'm cool. Nice. And uh, a couple of other things, I suppose, from the um, tribal council. Uh, like, Evie sort of was just like, nah, we're, di- we're divided. Which is it sort of made it clear that it's like, they're really on their own journey. Mm-hmm. I am nervous that Yasser is just going to get picked off. I know. But, Watching um, Shan yeah. interact with Deshaun, there was just more moments of like, Shan sort of just wanting everything in her hands, wanting to be on top of everything. It's mm. just... Oh, it's it's tricky to watch. And you're just watching it like, don't play your idol, Xander. Don't play your oh, idol, anyone. Because Ricard is just, just like, play your idol. So like, do many it, people do it. trying to flush idols. Yeah, it's it was the, the only way you can flush an idol. Literally, the only way you can't flush an idol is by directly telling the person you want the idol gone. Play your idol. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? That, that's so bad. So amateur. And... Probably the worst thing Ricard's done so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's really interesting because skipping over sort of who goes home, which was unfortunately Tiffany, I feel like 
I kind of don't want it. Didn't want Tiffany to go no, on. We all sort of grew. <laughs> yeah. We grew to respect and like Tiffany yeah. way more than we ever thought we yeah, would. Yeah, I was like, you know, you're, you're playing, you're playing your game. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win, but. You know, I thought maybe you should beat Heather. I know, (laughs) I know. But I mean, it was sort of, it became a pretty quick tribal. There Mm. wasn't a lot to it. It was a bit all over the place. I can't say it was the best tribal I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst either, but you know. Yeah, but the most interesting stuff is probably like next time on Survivor, where we really get this like insight into what's going to happen, which is that this core four alliance that has formed. Mm Mm-hmm. There's cracks and we're probably going to experience it. And people are like, oh, I kind of don't like how they're speaking to me. I'm actually going to do something about it now. And I think like the one sort of light at the end of the tunnel I've had for a little while now with a few different players that I really like is that often majority alliances don't win. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they came out and win the whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like there, there are so many occasions where just... Because the fact that the, like, I guess the lesser alliances or the smaller alliances, the ones who have less control, they're working 10 times harder every second of the game. Yeah. They're fighting. They're making relationships. They're building an actual resume. So sometimes when it comes to crunch time, even when it comes to getting down to the final few players, those final few players are often from minority alliances. Mm. Or the or like a, a Shan or a Ricard type have played so hard that the last like six episodes are just like let's get them out, mm-hmm. let's get them out every episode, and for some reason they're not out, and then eventually they'll they'll go home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty fun episode of Survivor. Nothing crazy happened. Nothing boring happened. Apart from it was just a classic episode of Survivor. I really loved watching it, and I can't wait for next week. As always, I'm ready for this roller coaster to take off, and for us to go on another roller coaster. You had it. You had it. I was like, "Go, you! You're not even looking at your notes. You got this." And then it fell flat, and that's just what you get on Outwit, Outplay, Out Podcast. So, Tim, where can you find us? Um, so you can find us at Outwit, Outplay, Out Podcast at gmail.com. The same. Just search us on all your socials. That's right. <laughs> I was leading in. You, you, you can review us if you want, Chels. And yeah, if, you, if you're like, I use iOS. Uh, I've, got an, I've got an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky five-star review. And uh, just, just say some nice things. We or, would love that don't. so much. I know that we say this every week. But for a little baby podcast, it really does actually go a really, really long way and mean the world when we see that feedback. Um, As we say, Mm -hmm. head to our socials, head to our Twitter at outpodcast underscore. Mm -hmm. Chuck us a cheeky tag. Send us a photo of you watching Survivor. We love all of this and thank you so, so much. We cannot wait to watch another amazing episode of Survivor next week and keep you going. You've done. Let's just go. Bye. (laughs) Bye. This transmission is brought to you by BlackRock Broadcasting, a film and TV podcast network for you from us.